Mexico. From the dry desert terrain of the north, where few things other than cacti grow, to the dense tropical rainforests in the south, Mexico is diverse. Not just in terms of geography, though, but also in terms of people and communities. 63 different indigenous languages are spoken here, each one representative of a unique people group and culture, each one beautiful in its own way. My guests today join me from Amextra, an organization that's worked for nearly 40 years to protect and preserve these indigenous communities, knowing that their uniqueness is important. It's a value. And though these communities face unique challenges, each one of these people groups is worthy of respect and honor. Marcela Salas and Stephanie Allgrain join us next to discuss Amextra and all the many ways they seek to stand by and support the indigenous communities of Mexico. This is where adventure meets purpose where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. Always great to have you with us. Always great to be able to introduce you to awesome people working for awesome organizations, doing great things in different parts of the world. Today, we're going to travel to Mexico. Uh, both of my guests are joining me today from Mexico City and from an organization called Amextra. So let me introduce both of my guests to you. We'll start with Marcela Salas. Uh, Marcela, you're the executive director. So let me start with you and just welcome you to the program. That's right. Thank you, Adam, for having us today. Great to have you. Looking forward to learning about Amextra. Also on the line today from Mexico City, Stephanie Allgrain, and Stephanie is the manager of fundraising, strategic alliances, crucial part of the organization. And so, uh, Stephanie, we want to be sure and welcome you to this program today as well. Thank you, Adam. Great to have both you ladies on the line today, and we're going to learn about Amextra. We'll start by saying this is a special broadcast for me because anybody that knows knows I have a special place in my heart for Mexico and spent many years there. And so it's just always great to check back in with people doing great work in Mexico. So again, welcome to the program. Marcela, tell us, I know this organization, Amextra, has has been around for, I, I think you guys are celebrating your 37th year. So nearly 40 years. Congratulations with that. Marcela, what is Amextra's focus? Where do you work? And what are the types of things that Amextra does? Our mission, our main mission is to promote the integral transformation of marginalized communities in Mexico. And what is that that we call a holistic or integral transformation? It is the change in the way of thinking in people that we work with that allows them to recognize that they have gifts, that they have resources that they can use 
to get out of a difficult situation. So that's what we ultimately want to do. Uh, so we work with health and nutrition, education, income generation, environmental care, and also we um, act when there is an emergency. Um, we, we go there too. So that's the way that uh, Amextra promotes this holistic transformation. And also we would like to say that we work uh, more in center to South Dico. That's because uh, the most marginalized communities in the country are in, in South Mexico. So we work in Chiapas, we work in Guerrero, uh, we work now in Tabasco after the floods of last year, and we also have programs in the state of Mexico, which is the surrounding area of Mexico City. That's the voice of Marcela Salas. She's the executive director at Amextra. And Amextra is the organization that we're focusing on today. Also on the line is Stephanie Allgrain. Stephanie, let's uh, ask you the following question, okay? And fair warning, everybody. I, you know, I always come to these interviews and these conversations with questions, things I want to get at, some ideas I have about the things that we need to talk about. But I also like to wing it a little bit. And you used a term, Marcela, that I think we should talk about. So I'm going to ask Stephanie for her own definition of what it means when we say that a people or a people group is marginalized. All right. That's a, it's a great term. It's a term that you use, Marcela, and that, that's important to Amextra to help and to work with and to help raise up groups of people that have been marginalized. What does it mean when we say that a people group has been marginalized? Uh, we use marginalized as an alternative to impoverished or one of those words um, that kind of has like a top-down um, kind of connotation. So marginalized um, for Mextra is part of our, our mission. Our mission is to promote holistic transformation in marginalized communities. And some of the definitions can be not as much access to, to health care services, to quality health care, low access to quality education, um, transportation. For example, we work with one community that's just about a kilometer away from a, from a local garbage dump. Um, and that's a condition of marginalization. The schools are very far away to walk to. There's really no sporting facilities. Um, it's just a, a very kind of on the edge of the kind of population that receives public services and public attention um, and is, is really part of um, the decision makers. It's kind of marginalized from those from those spaces. Those are the spaces that Amexia works in. Marginalized can also be in rural spaces. We work with um, a lot of indigenous communities in Mexico, which also tend to be marginalized. The culture tends to be considered something that's, that's lesser than, unfortunately, in Mexico, and really there's a lot of richness in that culture. So really, um, we, we take it as that definition as groups that are maybe not, um, their voices aren't as part of uh, major political decisions or don't have as much access to, to healthcare, to education, um, to the economy, and things like that. That's a great definition. And you are also absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. When you think about these communities that perhaps for one reason or another have been marginalized and you you look at their own individual culture and you look at their languages oftentimes they have unique languages these are beautiful beautiful things and it's largely a shame that they 
are pushed to the margins or find themselves on the margins of, of society or whatever. So there's so much beauty in these different cultures. And that's an adventure in and of itself to get to know and learn to love and respect those kinds of differences. So again, very, very appreciative and respectful of the work that you do. Marcela Salas is the executive director. She's one of our guests today. She uh, works at Amextra. And you can look them up online at amextra.org. Amextra. And basically, you would spell it if you're listening to the audio version. You don't have the advantage of seeing it on the screen. So it's amextra, A-M-E-X-T-R-A dot org. Marcela, let's delve into a few of these particular areas that Amextra works, one of them being education. Help me understand some of the ways Amextra helps the education or the education educational initiative in these communities. As Stephanie said, um, the problem is uh, huge in, in the education area, especially in marginalized communities. We, we have made uh, some studies and we know that uh, many of the students that we work with do not attend public school. And you might think like this is uh, incredible nowadays, but some children do not have like their birth certificates in Mexico, very close to Mexico City communities, uh, so they cannot attend public schools. Uh, Amextra works with them, uh, giving them basic education, but also working with the parents uh, in order to make them understand that it is necessary for the children to have their birth certificate so they can access to the public school. That's uh, one of the ways we work with children. We also uh, work with children that do attend public schools and they um, need some polarization classes or extra, a little extra help. Uh, we, we give that to, to them. And also uh, in the rural communities where children do go to, to public schools, we give them this extra lift that they need because many times education is not given in their own languages, for example. So our promoters are bilingual, work with, with the children for them to better understand uh, what they are seeing in their, their public schools. Also, we have a, a model of um, values for nonviolence that we work both with children and adults, but we promote this model in schools that we made um, alliances with. Uh, and the thing is to um, promote a culture of peace and nonviolence reaction to any trouble problem that children uh, front in their lives. So this is basically what we work in, uh, in education. And also some other things like reading club um, and a little bit more of uh, play and learn activities. We have two play and learn centers in Guerrero and Chiapas uh, that are attended by, by children that uh, before they, they work with them extra, well, it's very sad, but they never played with a toy, for example. They, 
they didn't have this ludic part of, of learning. This is The Edge of Adventure. And my guest today, one of my guests is Marcela Salas, and that's her voice you just heard there, uh, giving us an introduction to Amextra and the ways that they work in particular in the educational field. And you think about some of the the challenges that the the people are facing and what a wonderful thing that Amextra is is there to come alongside them and to help in some way, in many ways. Marcela, I'm going to stick with you for the following question. Tell me about the languages. I know the national language in Mexico is Spanish. And, and yet there are many different languages represented in Mexico. Tell me about a few of those. Yeah, we are a very rich country in uh, cultural diversity. We have more than 69 uh, other Mexican languages. And we are very proud that Amextra works with uh, some of these indigenous groups. For example, in Chiapas, we work with three indigenous groups. That's uh, Sotzil, Celtal, and Chol. In Guerrero, we work with the Tunsavi people. And now in, in Tabasco, we work with uh, Chontal, the Chontal uh, people. So we, we really believe that there is uh, richness and a lot of value in these cultures. And when we work with them, we do not want to come and say, this is not well done, let's do now this. We know that they already have uh, lots of things that are of value and we want to rescue that. So for example, in our nutrition and health programs, we try to rescue the recipes of the Tzotzil people that are now forgotten, the use of corn that is not being used as much as before now, and the combination of uh, vegetables that grew by themselves in these uh, parts of, of Mexico, and that was a little bit abandoned, and we are trying to recover that. Also, with the education part, we try to use the native language where we are. All our promoters uh, in these places are people from the same area that know the language, and that has been very valuable because we can better communicate, build trust. For example, right now we are working in uh, a village in, in Chiapas, a, a city and that has uh, different villages around. It's called Ocosingo, and we are working there with the Celtal people. And we are uh, doing a program called Community Narrative Practice that has to do with uh, prevention of violence against uh, women, sexual and reproductive violence. And we are here uh, working with uh, an anthropologist called Caitlin Cash that has developed this program. And one of the main things she has learned from the development of this program is that if you do not speak the same language of the people when you promote a program like this, it will not work. 
So everything uh, that we have been working to develop this is being in Celtal. Interviews, uh, anthropological interviews have been conducted in Celtal. And from those interviews, stories were written in Celtal. And now we are printing books that are illustrated and have texts in Celtal. And we are very close to um, begin to implement this program, of course, in Celtal, with the people that uh, are suffering from, from this type of, of violence in this region of Mexico. So it is an example of how important it is to speak the same language and not just to try and uh, impose Spanish and ideas that are different to the uh, culture uh, of the people we're, that we are working with. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. More coming up from my conversation with Marcela Salas and Stephanie Allgrain. Joining us today, of course, from Mexico City and the organization called Amextra. More from that conversation in just a minute. But first, quick break, because I do want to invite you to join me for the social media adventure that I call Rugged Compass. Rugged Compass is the growing international community of those who seek adventure and purpose. The app, which is now available in both app stores, combines the best aspects of social media, podcasting, streaming, and live video, bringing together this network, folks like you and me, who value people, places, and things that matter. Rugged Compass features travel, culture, language, humanitarian service, kindness, and a vision for a better world. It takes us beyond status quo into life's greatest adventure, of service. Rugged Compass, it's the global network of those who are called to live bravely for something bigger than ourselves. Join us, make the journey, because you are not alone. Details at ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. Now back to my conversation with Stephanie Allgrain and Marcela Salas from Amextra. Marcela Salas is the executive director at Amextra, and you can look them up at amextra.org. That's amextra.org, and that is spelled A-M-E-X-T-R-A, amextra.org. Again, that's Marcela Salas, the executive director, and also joining us, as you know, on the line today, Stephanie Allgrain. Stephanie, talk to me about the ways that Amextra helps to support the healthcare needs of these people groups. When you think about medical care, the access to medical care, or in many cases, the lack of access to adequate medical care, how does Amextra help in this regard? Yeah, healthcare is another uh, really important strategic um, axis of Amextra's work. Um, it depends really on the community, how we work in each um, in each area. We do a diagnostic evaluation, community interviews at the beginning, working with the community to see kind of what their needs are in health, uh, what their needs are in education, what their needs are in environmental conservation. And that's kind of how we decide um, what we can and can't do. Um, in terms of health and nutrition, we kind of group those together, health and nutrition. Um, we work with children and adults to learn about um, different topics in hygiene. We build ecological latrines. 
um, and talk about um, like water conservation and things like that to keep water from being contaminated. It really depends on each community and what their needs are. One, um, if it's besides a garbage dump, their needs are going to be very different in health um, versus a rural community. But typical things that work in health are doing anthropometric measurements with children and adults to kind of see how growth and height and weight are, are related, see if children are malnourished um, and need kind of support in that. We test if they're anemic. Um, we also build gardens in with families, community greenhouses, chicken coops, things like that for families or for children that are diagnosed with some form of malnutrition, um, either undernutrition um, or malnutrition. Um, we can also um, give references. We're not actually doctors ourselves, but occasionally we do medical campaigns. We're actually trying to um, do one right now in Tabasco where there was flooding last year. Um, so really it kind of depends on, on the community, how we work with their healthcare needs. It's very related also to environmental conservation um, in terms of hygiene, in terms of um, healthy diets uh, and things like that. Uh, really organic production, local production of foods are really related to, to healthcare. And Amextra has um, that interrelated concept that I think is, makes us really strong as an organization that we work with a bunch of different needs that a community may have. Um, and our promoters, um, they've studied in their different areas. Uh, the health promoter might have experience growing fish, and that's not something that Amextra normally does, but we can, we can start doing that with communities. It kind of goes um, day by day with, with the communities, what needs they have, and then Amextra works to address them. This is The Edge of Adventure, and that is Stephanie Allgrain. And we're talking about Amextra, an organization based in Mexico City, but working throughout Mexico. Marcela Salas is the executive director. One of the things Stephanie mentioned, though, is as you guys come alongside these communities and you help them to have better and more adequate access to healthcare and nutrition and these sorts of things. But she mentioned that it goes hand in hand with environmental concerns. Talk to me about the importance of that and how that need is sort of woven through the different programs. It's a theme that continues to come up with Amextra. Yes, it's one of our main uh, programs too. And I think here a lot has to do with people reflecting on what we are doing to the environment. We cannot just uh, say like, this is not well done, uh, you should change to this other technique, etc. But we really, in this, in this area, we promote a reflection. What are we doing? What are we seeing? What, what problems are we causing to the earth, to the land where we are living? And what can we do different in order to stop this damage? So in, in Chiapas, for example, uh, this reflection has touched deep in the heart and minds of, of people who can who get to remember that things were not like this before. For example, um, that their land was giving more, but they began using uh, pesticides or uh, chemic products and in order to produce more, but with time they see that they are not producing anymore or that they were burning uh, after the, the crop has given. They burned the land and now it's very arid. 
So after they go through that reflection, then we promote uh, different things like the use of the green fertilizers. Uh, the, the main thing is to get this, this reflection in people. And afterwards, then, then we began working with different eco-technologies, uh, for example, rainwater collection systems, um, ecological toilets that Stephanie already mentioned, uh, ecological stoves that also help uh, people to be healthier because they're not exposed to the smoke. Uh, we work with that. And for example, beekeeping, uh, that is very uh, good for the environment, but uh, also promotes a generation source. So yes, our programs like cross through, through each other, for example, beekeeping with income generation, uh, ecological toilets and stoves, they have to do with environmental care, but also with health. And then we, we promote, of course, reforestation and these environmental education in schools. We have workshops with children, with adults. And yes, the main things that we want to address with this part of, of the efforts of Amextra is deforestation, uh, water access, and to provide better infrastructure for uh, the houses of marginalized uh, communities, marginalized families. Stephanie, talk to us about the importance of income generation. Now, when you think about it, it's kind of obvious, right? We all know that for our own lives and our own needs, we have to have some income. And yet what I think is interesting here is how through all the different programs that Amextra has, and as you work with these communities, this concept of income generation is one of the ways you are helping them to become self-sufficient, right? And not just dependent on getting the help when they need it, which is absolutely legitimate. There is such a, there's always a time for that, but to help raise up the community, to take responsibility for themselves as families and so on and so forth. I think that is such an important piece of what you do at Amextra. So tell us about the income generation portion of Amextra's projects. Sure, Adam. We all need some form of, of income to, to afford um, just the basic costs of, of living and be able to, to cover emergencies and things that, that we need in life. Um, another part of income generation for from Amextra is just um, it's a way to, to feel realized as a person, to feel um, your value when someone um, pays you or, or or pays for a service or for a good that you've, you've produced. It, it kind of gives you a purpose in life um, in some ways. So I think that's that's another element um, in addition to the, to the economic, um, obviously, necessity part of income generation. And the way Amextra works with income generation is by diversifying and strengthening uh, the skills that people already have. We're not going into a group and introducing a new, um, a completely new business that they've never thought of, that they've never worked on before. Rather, we're going with artisans, uh, textile workers that have made these beautiful blouses for centuries and helping them to, to diversify them, to make different color combinations, to make them uh, maybe more attractive if they're trying to sell them to a city population. Maybe instead of um, animals all over their blouse, like it would be for their traditional culture if they were gonna wear it themselves, 
to put one small um, bird in a pocket or on a neckline or kind of seeing different trends so that their blouses are able to be sold more. Obviously, for their personal use, you know, their, their blouses, they should make them as, as they want um, in different color combinations. Like every culture has different um, different values in terms of aesthetics and things like that. Um, but in terms of income generation, we can help them work with that um, to, to kind of have them more available for different markets, locally, regionally, internationally. Um, we work with beekeepers to sell their honey. Um, we work with a group, a uh, collective of herbal products, of like herbal beauty products. They make things like soaps and shampoos and gels um, and teas, essential oils, um, things like that. We also work with agricultures, people that uh, that produce like oyster mushrooms, big, big mushrooms. Um, and people that sell just vegetables and, and things like that. So really just introducing techniques of uh, personal business, personal financing, how much I should reinvest in my business when I, when I get paid for a product, um, how much I can spend, how much I should use um, in, in reinvesting in, in my business. And that just kind of um, strengthens and, and brings out the full potential of these things as income generation products. Uh, there's things that people, as I mentioned, there are things that people already know how to do, they're already working on, and it's just making them a little bit stronger um, in cases like a global pandemic when we need to have maybe different sources of income so we're not dependent on one one thing. Um, we help these businesses and these, these people create incomes um, that are a little bit more stronger, a little bit more diversified. Um, and generally, people really like to, to have these conversations about how to improve their business. People like it when their blouses are sold um, in a city, for example. They're, they, they're amazed. To, like, someone really likes this, this thing that I made. It's kind of a, a cool way to, to see their, their work valued and um, to kind of share their culture with, with the outside. So really, it's a really amazing program, uh, this income generation program. It brings value to people's lives. It brings um, them income that helps them to weather all kinds of different storms and it's part of like Marcella said it's really connected um, to the in the environment it's really connected to education really connected to um, health and all these projects kind of feed on on each other that's Stephanie Allgrain she's one of my guests today here on the edge of adventure joining us from Amextra and Marcela Salas is also with us she's the executive director at Amextra and we're learning about this great organization, the many different facets of what they do and their holistic approach, which is something that Maricela mentioned at the very beginning. And I think we have a better understanding now of what that means, holistic approach, all these different ways coming together to serve and stand by and stand with these beautiful people groups. Marcela. What do you want to see Amextra do in the next couple of years as you think about what's next for Amextra and this wonderful organization, knowing that you guys have been around for so long, 37 plus years. But as you think about the next couple of years, you're the executive director. You've got these big picture thoughts floating around in your head. I know. What's the goal for Amextra? Both. Okay. Two-part question both in terms of projects, but also in terms of what you want Amextra to accomplish? Yeah, that's a, a great question, Adam. 
Um, I think we haven't talked uh, about Amextra as a cooperative. We had talked more about Amextra as the nonprofit, but we have also different branches that have been uh, emerging from, from this nonprofit. So we have one branch called Amextra Finances that offers programs of savings and credits to families that have uh, a little business. And then we have the Amextra Artisanal that operates with our income generation program to sell the products that uh, artisans or on producers are making in their communities. We also have uh, another part of Amextra called Seeds, Seeds Amextra that uh, promotes uh, traveling through through the communities where we work uh, and to create a little bit more of consciousness of how uh, marginalized communities live and also all the uh, richness that there is in their culture. And we have another branch, an extra consultants, that shares the knowledge that Amextra has uh, the experience that we that we know, we want to share that with other organizations. And uh, one of the big dreams is that we can work more more together. Um, that, for example, uh, the communities that an extra finances is supporting are also part of the communities where an extra the nonprofit is working in to grow this cooperation between Amextra Artisanal and our uh, artisans and producers uh, to bring more groups to, to the trips. Uh, we, we have more of American groups now, and one of our dreams is to uh, bring more uh, Mexican groups to these um, trips that we organize and to get to more organizations sharing this model that we know that works and that has to do with changing the way of thinking in, in people. So this corporative view, uh, growing and becoming stronger is one of, of the things we want to do. And also uh, another thing I would like to strengthen is the part of gender equality. We have been working uh, on that. That's part of all what we do. But I see this as a big necessity that has to be addressed in many of the communities where we work. We can see a lot of machismo and that women are not valued as, as equals. And so we want to really uh, address and work in, in this. We are learning about this community narrative practice program that I was talking uh, about before, but we are also willing to partner with another organization called Raising Voices. They have an awesome program called SASA that prevents violence against women. So we will be learning about this program and implementing it in urban areas and expanding the intervention that we have with community narrative practice in other states. 
we are working now in Chiapas and we want to work with that in, in Guerrero too. So this is, I think, uh, one of, of the big dreams of the organization. That's Marcela Salas from Amextra. And you can tell she's the executive director. Listen to those big dreams. Listen to the clarity, making sure we talk about all the different aspects of this great organization. And great job. Great job that you're doing, Marcela. And all these things are so important. So important. Well, as we get now to the end of the program here, let's do one one other quick thing. Uh, Stephanie, tell me what Amextra stands for. Amextra is an acronym for in Spanish, the Asociación Mexicana de Transformación Rural Urbana AC, or the Mexican Association for Urban and Rural Transformation. Um, and it really calls to just our, our mission, which is working um, in marginalized communities, whether they're urban uh, or rural, um, and really this idea of transformation, of, of it goes more than just um, a chicken coop, it goes more than just reforesting, it's more than just an income generation, um, really, it's about transformation, about seeing ourselves as, as actors with uh, skills, with unique talents, with goals, with dreams, um, and really using those um, to transform ourselves um, and transform our communities. Personal transformation can be um, like being more solidarity with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family, um, helping others, really taking those acts. Um, to be less selfish, to be um, in tune with the environment, to be in tune with health um, and education. And community transformation can be um, lifting up those that are, are fell behind. Um, those, you know, all of us have different moments where we need help from others. So really having that transformation um, towards a more communal view, towards um, kind of using everyone, their own skills and their own um, resources to, to have a better quality of life. So really our name pretty much encompasses um, our mission. And Stephanie, how can individuals or perhaps even for-profit entities come alongside you guys and help you with your mission? Sure. Uh, well, we have a we have a pretty large individual donor uh, campaign. Marcel and I have done a really um, strong effort in the last year or two um, to involve more individuals in these processes. There's sometimes... We see it's important and we, we know it's important, but um, kind of that act of transformation is giving um, maybe a small donation, whatever is, is accessible to me, to a cause that I believe in. That's kind of an act of transformation of, of having something that, that I have and giving to others. Um, we have, as you mentioned, for-profit um, collaborations as well with certain companies. Uh, we have matching donations through, through several companies. So that's a way to get involved. Um, we do corporate volunteering. Um, we have donations through different foundations, um, through governments, through churches. We work with a lot of um, church groups. And then, as Marcelo was mentioning, too, um, through these other entities, like Amextra Seeds. Uh, Amextra Seeds is a way to visit these projects firsthand. Um, we organize groups of, of small groups. They can be of two or three people. They can be groups of five to ten people. Um, and we work to design a trip to one of the Amextra communities. Um, it can be to an urban area, it can be to a rural area, and Chiapas kind of depending on what the group wants. So that's a way to get involved is to organize a trip um, to Mexico to learn firsthand these projects. We kind of try to combine um, some volunteering with education about the, the projects and the people 
um, that we work with, and then a little bit of tourism as well. We, if we are going to Palenque, which is where we have a Nagaro Ecological Center, we try to go to the, that group, the archaeological site Palenque. So that's another way to, to get involved. Really just reaching out to us um, is the best way to, to get involved. And our email to get uh, more information is info at amextra.org. And you can look them up online at amextra.org. That's amextra.org. I'll spell it A-M-E-X-T-R-A, just like it sounds, amextra.org. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today here on the Edge of Adventure. You two are awesome, and I know you represent an awesome organization doing great work. And, you know, we've been talking for quite a while here, but I know we've only scratched the surface. There's so much more, so much more for people to to get to know and, and to learn to appreciate, you know, to learn about you guys and appreciate about you guys. So I encourage them to do that. Look you up online at amextra.org. You're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And it's just awesome to hear about what you're doing today. Stephanie Allgrain and Marcela Salas have been my guests today here on the Edge of Adventure. Ladies, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for having us, Adam, and letting us share a little bit of Amextra. And as you said, we invite everyone to go to our website and to contact us if they want to learn more about what we do. Thank you again. That's Stephanie Allgrain and Marcela Salas, both joining us today from Amextra. Look them up at amextra.org for more information. Ladies, have a great day. Thanks again for your time, and we'll be in touch. Thank you, Adam. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.